You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Oh, you know the worst part about doing these cold opens? What? There's no real bartender. To, so like, yeah, that's a camera. That's a cameraman. He can't make any drinks. You need one. I need another drink. Welcome to Abo. I'm Amino Hassan. That's Charlotte Wilder. We are still in New York City for the time being. But the NBA is back, Charlotte. We're back, baby. Oh, Tuesday, that wasn't the NBA was back. That was like two games. Last night was that fire hose of just scores and stats coming in from all over the country. Games being played. Everyone's so excited. Everyone's so optimistic. It's the beginning of the year. It's, there's still hope. Even if your team lost, they're only down by one. They've only there you lost go. one game. Your team's only lost one game. You're Isn't still, that amazing? Still eligible to go 81-1. and one. <laughs> exactly. That's the way I look at it. Uh, we're going to talk about Victor Wembanyama's much-anticipated debut. Debut? Debut. Debut. But first, I want to start with the games that you and I went to right here in New York City. You went to Madison Square Garden. You watched the Knicks take on the Celtics. I went to Barclays Center, and I saw Cavs and Nets. Charlotte, what was the mood like around Madison Square Garden before the game and then during the game? The mood was pretty electric. Uh, unfortunately for New York, both teams lost, uh, yeah. but that doesn't really matter. 81 and 1. 81 and 1, exactly. Um, no, the garden was electric. Everyone was so excited. Um, I talked to some fans before yeah. the game. Yeah, on the street. We have a segment coming a little bit later. I've never had so much trouble getting people to talk to me. Really? Yeah, because it's New York. I mean, it was perfect. Like, it was it was a beautiful New York moment where we'd be like, do you want it? Like, oddball, do you want And they'd be like, no, I'm good. I don't want to be on camera. Like, really just could not have had any it, less interest. There's this weird thing that's happening. I think, I don't know if it's an internet thing. Or this is just a thing everyone's going through, but this idea like I can't be on camera. I was in an Uber the other day in LA, yeah. and the guy, the guy in the motorcycle in front of us had a backpack with a, a rear cam on the backpack, you know, because people do that 
no, in case they have rear insurance ended. purposes right, if you're in an accident or whatever. And my Uber driver was like, I don't want to be on camera. I'm like, what are you talking to? Who are you? Well, I know. Like, no offense, but who the f*** are you? Like, oh my God, they, they caught him. He wasn't supposed to be driving that day. I'm like, buddy, I'm on camera every day, and so far it's only ruined my life. Nobody cares. Um, nobody cares. <laughs> uh, no, but the the Knicks were fascinating to me because Knicks Celtics, obviously. Yeah. Chris Stapps comes back to the garden, has a 30-point night, which was truly remarkable to watch. Um, but... The Knicks played, I felt, bigger than they were. Like, I couldn't believe they were up on the Celtics at yeah. one point. And as a Celtics fan, I was like, oh, cool, we're going to do this again, where we played really hard. We're, we, the team. Yeah. Uh, no, no, you were out there, too. The team, I was at, well. <laughs> you were at the Garden. I suited so. up. They play really hard, look amazing. I was like, this is going to be a terrifying team this season, and then just blow the lead, get complacent, and then come back and win by four. That, that, you I'm couldn't... not feeling... I, you're not feeling confident. No. Really? They didn't brim you with confidence that Chris Stapps fit in so well? and. No, I mean, like, they, they played incredible for mm-hmm. a lot of it, but then it was sort of the same, like, slumps and same, and, you know, Chris Stapps, if he stays healthy and keeps putting up 30 points every night, great. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't know, and the Knicks just, it's what what I was worried about. I mean, the, the Celtics don't have those dogs anymore. Oh, no, not enough dogs in them. Not enough dogs in them. The Knicks... Lot of, lots of dogs. dogs. They got them. some dogs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's a funny thing that happened in your game and it happened in my game. You got a flopping technical, right? I, yes. <gasps> I freaked out. Dude, I freaked out too I when it happened out. to us in our game. I was like, oh my God. I was like, the first one. Yeah. I, well, the, we had the first one. I believe. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we had the first one in, in NBA history because uh, the, the, the shot goes up, bucket counts, and then the ref turns and he goes, and I was like, what? What did the guy say? I didn't even say anything. And then there's a flopping technical. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I love that rule so much. Do you? Oh, my God. Get it out. Get all of that mess out of here. Because the whole thing about the flopping technical is they'll tee you up for, obviously, non-existent contact. Like, right. you, you flopper. But they'll also tee you up for exaggerated contact. Like, so... You did actually get hit, but yes. you do the, whoa, 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 and the, Which, as we talked about, as oddball heads will know, is the excessive windmill motion of the arms. Propeller it's actually, arms. Propeller arms written into the rule. Um, I know Chris Stapps got a T, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, what did he say to Jalen Brunson? I was like, did he say some wild wait, stuff? Yes, uh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, wait. I was like, oh, sorry, he just flopped. Okay. What was your... for? Nets, yeah. Cavs, did you have, like, one top-line takeaway where you left that game being like, oh, this is clear to me now? Well, not clear to me, but Cameron Thomas, man, that dude can score. Yeah. It, was, it was insane watching him play. Now, the good news is he only shoots it when he touches it. So don't worry about him being a ball hog or anything. No, but, like, it's amazing. It's, he's on a team that really doesn't have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. He has an incredible knack of getting a good shot, whether it's – from the perimeter, at the rim, in the mid-range, and getting to the free throw line. And he did it over and over again last night. I think the Nets are going to have to play like a scrappy brand of basketball where they're going to get a lot of defense uh, into offense opportunities. Yeah. I think in terms of half-court offense, they got to figure some stuff out as far as having a more structured offense where guys are – moving in, in motion because yeah. they just don't have enough guys who can just create off the dribble for them. But they should have won that game. They kind of poked it away. They were yeah. up late with about six points or eight points and down the stretch. And 
they just started sputtering and making mistakes, and kudos to the Cavs. I mean, yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I know everyone's going to look at the box score and say, oh, Max Cruz had you know 25 or 27 points or whatever it was. A lot of that was early. Yeah. A lot of that was just simple pick and pop and him coming off of screens and hitting wide open threes. As the game wore on, the Nets kind of closed that down. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell down the stretch just took over. He had a big steal and a layup. He hit a, a couple of big threes. And to me, that's why they were able to make that gap, you know, close that gap and win the game. What was Barclays like when he hit the three to when, go ahead? Oh, man. It was, it, it was, that, was there like a deflating? That, yeah, that collective groan. But then they're also because Donovan's from, you know, he's from Westchester. Right. So there's the Donovan Mitchell people in the crowd who are very happy. So... It was uh That seems like a very like a very uh, like a lovely response <laughs> cuz yeah. the Knicks the Knicks were like fuck no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, like the Nets crowd is a very like it's a genteel crowd. The, very, very... kindest team in the league. Maybe nicest fans. Yeah. I, I mean it was it was lovely. It was a, it was a great, great time. It's just, you know, they didn't end up with the win. Right. But so Cam Thomas scores 36 points. And I'm like, oh, it's a really good game. You know, last year he had that streak of 40-point games, yeah. and, you know, it was a big deal or whatever. And um, they throw a graphic up on the board, and they said, Cam Thomas scores the most points coming off the bench in a season debut of any player in NBA history. Are you kidding me? I thought you were going to say, like, a net history. Yeah, I was like, and, I, and I thought, okay, but then I was the such a specific word shaving this thing down. And the same thing with, with Porzingis. Porzingis scored the, first, the most points in any Celtic debut. And and fourth most of all time NBA in a debut. It, and it's like... At Madison Square Garden. Yeah, like it's like some, it was so, so, so... They sliced it so thin. And this is my plea to PR departments everywhere. Let's just stop, man. If it ain't something like just like that's the first time it's ever happened... Uh, like the most points it's ever. It's the qualifiers for me. It's like it's Charlotte Wilder spoke more than anybody's ever spoken while sitting atop a horse with an ice cream cone in her hand. It's like in with between the hours of nine a.m. and ten a.m. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it, it, so, I love this website called Stathead. Yeah. Uh, it's a basketball reference. Does it? It's like a search engine, and you can you can do these types of things, and it's great for finding certain uh, pieces of info. But I feel like people abuse the hell out of it because they come up with, like, no one has ever averaged 13 points, 7.6 rebounds, and at least 2.5 assists. Well, like, that's not a real stat line, right, man. Like, right. It's it just relax. Everybody just take a breath and just say, oh, he had a good game. We don't have to put everything contextually in some crazy historical significance. I agree. All right. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Talking about first time for something, first time when Binyama played. In the NBA, also first time Derek Lively Jr. Yeah. Played. Hello. I'm Hello. a rookie as well, says Derek Lively. <laughs> what do you think? 15 points for Weminyama. He hit shots. He had some incredible blocks. Um, I thought it was a great debut. I did too. Like, that's. He it, looked uh, You walk away from that feeling really good. Also. Hey, Spurs, maybe you want to give him the ball down the stretch just to see what's going on. I love the idea of guys like, get out of the way, kid. I know. There was one, I forget who it was, but some they just like in transition down the court and Wambanyama's setting up and this guy just takes his three, bricks it. And I was like, what if we didn't? Give it to him. See what, what happens. If he, maybe he could do something with it. He's See what happens. Give it a try. I Look also at, like that he was in foul trouble for like the entire second He's going to be in foul trouble all year long. 
Because he's too big. He's just, like, too long. Well, what is it? It's it's a couple of things. One is, I think, being gangly, kind of sometimes you can trip you over yourself. You get tangled up. Yeah, but, but I think the other thing also is that NBA players are smart, man. They're really good. So you're not the first shot blocker they've ever played against. Right. So they know how to initiate contact, how to draw you, debate you, and all that stuff. And that's why it's really hard for rookies to be great defensive players right out the bat. It's very rare because the idea is a lot of defense is – anticipation that comes from I've seen this happen before a million times. I've watched a bunch of film. I played against it. I know when he does this, he's, that means he's going to do this. And for rookies, a lot of times it's first time at the rodeo. So a guy raises his eyebrows like, I got a block it into the 17th row. Like, no, no, relax, Rook. Also, the refs are way less likely to give you the benefit of the doubt. So his fourth foul that he picked up, a lot of people are like, I can't believe they called that. Like, he's a rookie. Right. Like, they're not going to they're not going to give him that kind of benefit of the doubt. But all in all, I think if I'm Greg Popovich, I'm the Spurs, I'm walking away like, okay, not bad. Like, compare and contrast with his first summer league game. And people were like, oh, shit. Like, oh, like, what did we no. get into? So. His ankles. Uh, all right. I mean, well, amazing first real night yeah. of basketball. First of many. First of many. Should we do a little? Are you feeling bold? I brought some antacids. Are you feeling? Are you feeling spicy? Yeah, let's hit the wings. Bowl of spices. Hit the next. wings. Hit the tums. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code Oddball, that's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L, for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. In my hand right here is a sheet of paper. Charlotte has one, too. Please show Charlotte. I have don't two show, for don't some. Don't show them the fun of it. Oh, no, one's an it, ad. Flip it. There you go. There you go. We have sheets of paper. On these papers, we have statements. Some of them are bold. Some of them are spicy. We read them to each other. We rate them on a meter that we don't really understand. It's bold or spicy. It's not the Scoville scale. It's not the Scoville scale. I know scale. that much. I think it's a scale of one to ten peppers. They found a new uh, hot pepper, by the way. Really? South Carolina. It's called like the Demon Slayer or some <laughs> shit like that. All right. The the ghost of past, the ghost of oh. your exes. Oh, wow. That's a spicy. That's terrifying. Uh, are you ready? I am. Charlotte Wilder. Yes. James Harden won't play 
anywhere this season. That's very spicy. You know? I think I think that's extremely spicy. It's on the bold list. <laughs> I don't. Okay, again. well, I think that's I think that's like an eleven. I would be shocked if he doesn't play really? anywhere. Because mm. so, I feel like he's still too good. There is a team out there that needs somebody. Even though it's James Harden, I'm convincing myself maybe it's not as spicy as I thought. I think I think it's hilarious that he's finally ready to rejoin the team. And the team says, you know what? You're not going on this road trip. This is the stuff when people say, well, what could Daryl Boy have done differently? It's like, this is what I would call antagonistic behavior. 1,000%. Right? It's one thing to be like, we need you to sacrifice and play a different role. And Harden's like a little bit whiny about it. But then it's another well, two, in for, a lot whiny about it. Harden's a real pain in the ass about it. But it's another to then be like, you know what? I'm going to dig my heels in when yeah. you are ready not to be whiny. Like. Either he's in or he's out. Either you want him to stay home and then he'll yeah. stay home, or you want to be part of this and you got to just accept that he's part Don't of it. Don't have him come to practice and then be like, you're not going to... Like, I felt like that that's was trying mean. to show him up. That's mean. What's that mean? It's like he's trying to show him up. Like, hey, when are you coming? Hey, when are you coming? Okay, I'm ready to come. Okay, well, you're not coming on this trip. Yeah, it's like some playground garbage. A lot yeah. of playground stuff right. today. Uh, how, do you think that's spicy? That he won't play anywhere? I think yes. I think I think, okay. Yeah. I don't. An eleven seems extreme, but I mean, Luca and Kyrie may be the best backcourt on paper, but will not work on court and will miss the playoffs yet again. A work on court is well. It depends what metric or yeah, what does work what is mean. Work, what does work? Because they worked work last, last night. night. Yeah. I will give that a four and a half to five. Mostly because not making the yeah. playoffs means you could make the play in and then not get out of that. It could be a seven seed or eight seed. And the West is incredibly competitive. We've named all the teams again Denver, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Kings, uh the the Suns. You have even teams even like Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, New Orleans when healthy. I've yeah. already gotten a seven now. Yeah. So it's you get to seven, eight, nine, ten really quickly. Dallas is one of those teams and they don't look like a Denver no. in that regard. So, yes, it's that is incredibly likely that they missed the playoffs. Not because it didn't work, just because there's a lot of good teams. I really want I really want the best for Luka. Like, I want Luka to win a championship at some point, but no. I also don't see that. That doesn't feel in the cards. Uh, number two, Harrison Barnes deserves more recognition than he gets. He had a big game last night in Sacramento's Dominating win over the Utah Jazz. He did. He had 33 points in 33 minutes, oh. which is funny because now his stats for 2023-2024 are averaging 33 points in 33 minutes. I love those early. Point a minute. A point a minute. A point um, a minute, man. Last year, he had 15 points on average per mm-hmm. game. Before that, 16, 16, 14. So I, I guess this depends on how much recognition does he get. Well, not much. I guess the, the, that's the, that's the implied. In the, that, so yes, maybe he does deserve. Maybe we all deserve a little bit more recognition than so, we get. So as you rate this statement, Harrison Barnes deserved more recognition. Yes. Well, it's one game. We had one thirty-three point. More game. recognition or not? Five. Okay. Wow. Four. There you go. Three, two, one. I mean, are you okay. ready? The Rockets are going to be even worse this season than last when they went twenty-two and sixty. Oh. Last night they were. Really shown up by the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Which is not something we've really said in recent years. 
Well, we did. Uh, we did it in L.A. Remember Zach Harper said he was really big on the Orlando Magic. I know, but like in past years, we oh, haven't been like, they really, the Magic really yeah. showed them. No, yeah, this, this is a team that in order to be up and coming, you have to have been down and going at one point, right? <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Uh, they were, by the way, the Magic were four and a half point favorites last night, according to Cleaning the Glass, and they ended up winning by 30. Uh, Houston, That's bad. That is really That's bad. That's really bad. I think, here's the thing. On the one hand, I want to give a lot of props to their acquisition of Ime Udoka as the head coach. I think he's an excellent coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will coach them up and they will be better. On the other hand, they have Dylan Brooks. Yeah. And I don't know. You know what Houston is? It's an unserious team. That's what I, I would <laughs> call them. Logan un- Roy, you are not serious people. Not serious people. Worse than last year. 22 wins. That's tough. I'm going to say that is a spicy thing. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay, great. Seven. I, I think Houston's going to be better, but also, it's if still they end up being worse, I'll be like, yeah, just, let me put this way. I'm not rushing for a glass of milk. Eat this wing. <laughs> okay, all right. Six. Give okay. it a six, not a seven. All okay. Right. Last one for you. Yep. The NBA should lose two current teams before they add Vegas and Seattle. That's not even real. Yeah. That's, I mean, not, that's spicy beyond belief. Okay. You she, because how are you going to lose to what do you? Well, I guess you. Would, you mean like uproot them and yeah, put them somewhere else, yeah. or be like, you know what? We're done with the Jazz. Don't need the Wizards. And while we're at it, the other two and teams then, that have Z in their name. Create, <laughs> Blazers and there's and one more. I always I always forget the Wizards. Wizards Trailblazers, yeah, jazz, jazz, Blazers, and then there's like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies. I was going to say like the Suns. The Suns. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't see no but disrespect to Seattle. Basically what this this statement is saying Should is we that move rather two than teams? yeah, rather than add two teams, which is move move Oklahoma City back to Seattle and move I would move Oklahoma City back to Seattle, but I would not move a team to Vegas over where they currently are. In the sh- <laughs> I guess I got- That's a spicy one. Yeah. That's, that's a 10. Oh my god. Been to Detroit? Yeah. Have you been to Cleveland? I, I know where you were going with it. Um, okay, your last I one. I love the Midwest. <laughs> in the summertime. Uh, your last one. Mm-hmm. Of all the California teams, the Warriors will have the worst record this season. I believe it was Charles Barkley on Tuesday night who said the Warriors are the worst team in California. You got the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You got the Clippers. Mm-hmm. You got the Kings. Mm-hmm. You got the Warriors. Four mm-hmm. teams in California. The Lakers, mm-hmm. I think we saw opening night, maybe have some question marks about how some of this is going to work. The Clippers, mm-hmm. you're basically at the crap stable. Like, please don't get hurt. <laughs> the Kings, who had such a great uh, bounce back season last year and seem to be carrying the same momentum into this year. The Warriors, who are battle-tested, playoff uh, metal and all that stuff, but have this massive piece that they're trying to integrate in. Chris Paul. I'm going to say this take is extremely spicy. That's a 10 out of 10. What are you talking about? As the Clippers draw breath and say no on any Harden deal because uh, Terrence Mann is too important to them, get out of here. No, the Warriors will be fine. Mm. Well, be, I, I'm not saying they're going to have the best record in California. But I'm they're not going to have the worst. worst. Yeah. All right. Light the beam. Older spicy's over. Bye. All-star. <laughs> Want to talk All-Star? Yeah. All right, let's talk All-Star. Welcome back to Oddball. All right, so Charlotte, yes. one of the big news stories that's come out this week mm-hmm. is this year, All-Star Weekend, we're going back 
Just a regular all-star game, East versus West. No gimmicks. We're not doing any of that shit Can you explain to people who might not know how they changed it, what it has become? Once upon a time, in the NBA, you had the all-star game. People voted for the players in the East. People voted for the players in the West. The reserves were picked by uh, the coaches. And we get together in the All-Star City, and then they would play. And the first, like, two and a half quarters, people would be messing around. And then as, like, things start to close up, like, everyone tightened up. We started playing real basketball, enough of the, of the theatrics, and guys were trying to win. And we got a great All-Star product. Right. It's not like, oh, this is how we've done it for the last 25, 30 years. People are complaining because back in my day. It's like, this is recent. This, this is, is less recent, than 10 years ago. Recently, we had... Good competitive all-star game. Somewhere along the line, things started to get a little wacky. This is a thing. We're, we're, we're running a business here. I don't know if people know this. We're selling a product. Turner pays a lot of money, a lot of money for the rights to all-star weekend. They don't want the rights to a layup line. They want the rights to a game, right? Mm-hmm. So ratings start slipping because more and more guys aren't taking it seriously enough. We're just out here for shits and giggles. And the league is like, okay, we have to do something add some intrigue to make this compelling. a competitive thing. Yeah. So they did two measures. One was rather than have East versus West, just like the backdrop, you have two captains, the two highest vote getters from either conference would come, and then they would pick on TNT, I got so-and-so, I got so-and-so, that I got so-and-so. It became like a whole other layer of like pettiness. and sure. who, which. But, but there, was a, there was a method to the madness. The idea was... Guys are going to get in their feelings like, how dare you pick him over me? And so when we get on the court, I'm going to show you that you made a mistake, right? That's one. Two was they had an Elam ending, which is incredibly complicated, which is one of the reasons why I'm going to get rid of it. Basically, this is what it is. Each quarter was its own score. And then based on what the score was at the end of the third quarter, it would be a target score for the fourth quarter. Right. So um, you had to get to like one fifty or, or whatever. And so it, it allowed for teams to kind of come back or at least know exactly where we're going to go with this. And the first year they did it in Chicago in 2020, it worked. It was an incredibly competitive game. And everyone said, wow, these changes work. But then since then, we had the slippage again. Guys just don't care. I think what the league did was they sat down and they said, if we're going to get the same bullshit effort level, then let's not have it super complicated for fans. There's no shortage of entertainment options available to us in this day and age. If you want people to watch what you're doing, you have to hold their attention. And it turns out nobody wants to watch a bunch of guys sleepwalk through shoot around pretty much. And, the quicker everyone understands that, no, all of this matters and we have to treat it as such. Well, it's also, what are you, it's what are you giving fans? And it's how, are, it's beyond the money aspect, it's like the, being worth their time also. And, and so it all ties in together to the point where the more people care, the more that translates to dollars, which is what everybody really cares That's about. how we got here in the first place. You know what the, the slogan for the NBA used to be? What? This game is fantastic. <laughs> and then the one after that was, I love this game. Yeah. And then it's where amazing happens. And now it's like. What is it now? I hope they play. <laughs> please play. Hey, please try. 
They, they can't be, man. It can't be. And, and so, I like, again, NBA is this slogan something 2023. That, it's going to be something. We fun. are all in the final. <laughs> really? Really? That oh, no, no, no. That the can't. 2023 finals campaign. Yeah. Sorry, my on, bad. Like, Google, you can't trust it. You can't uh, trust that top result. All right, I don't even know if they have one. Uh, it doesn't matter. We're out of time anyway. Thanks bye. for watching. Bye. bye. <laughs>